Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Pastor Larry is here to give us an update on the ministry to prisoners, but first, James Collins welcomes Paul McGuire back to the program. There is a relentless push for one world government, a one world economic system, and a one world religion. Paul McGuire continues to unravel the details of these plans and asks the question, are you ready? Globalism may be popular, but it is not God's plan. Regardless, many today are calling for a one-world government, a one-world economic system, and a one-world religion. Joining me again today to talk about globalism is Paul McGuire. Paul is an internationally recognized expert on Bible prophecy, a pastor, speaker, radio host, and the author of 34 books. And you can find out all about his ministry at paulmcguire.us. His website, again, paulmcguire.us. Paul, welcome back to The Watchman on the Wall. Thanks for being here again. It's great to be back on. We started talking last time about your three-DVD set titled, Are You Ready? Now, again, I said this is more than a teaching DVD. It's a video documentary. It features brilliant graphics and video clips. It's a top-quality, excellent production. And yesterday, we talked about the section of the DVD titled, Are You Ready for the One World Government? And now, I want to move on to the second segment of the DVD, which asks the question, Are You Ready for the One World Economic System? Now, in that segment, you say money, according to the Bible, has a spiritual component. Would you elaborate on that? Yes. The question on the economics, when people ask me about that, you know, the economics from the Bible and Bible prophecy. And I will often say, you know, money is spiritual, and, and money is spiritual instrument. And, and sometimes people will try to bristle at that or push back on that. I, and I always do this. I'll, I tell people to just, you know, reach into their wallet and pull out a dollar bill if they have one, you know, at conferences, and people laugh and stuff. So they pull up the dollar bill, and they know where, where I'm taking them. It, it just visually shows you what's happening. So I said, turn over the back of your dollar. What do you see? Well, on the back of the U.S. dollar, the sucker punch, and I don't mean this in a way to disparage the Lord, it says in God we trust. So I'm not making fun of that. I'm thankful for it. But that's to, that's to blind you from all the other occultic Luciferian symbols mm -hmm. that are blatantly on the back of the U.S. dollar, such as the occult pyramid. And everyone knows, by the way, that the pyramid is an occult symbol. It goes back to ancient Babylon. The Tower of Babel, by the way, people don't understand this, was built in a pyramid-style shape. Right. So when you're looking at the pyramid on the, on the back of the U.S. dollar, yeah, Egypt is fine, but you're really looking at an image of the Tower of Babel, because the Tower of Babel, architecturally, was a ziggurat, right. which means it's a pyramid-shaped structure. And then you see the all-seeing eye of Lucifer, Satan, right in the pyramid on, you know, America's a Christian nation. Well, what's Satan and Lucifer doing on a occult pyramid in the back of our currency? And then it says in the words in Latin, at the base of the pyramid on the back of the U.S. dollar, it talks about the New World Order, Nuvos Order Seclorum, the mm -hmm. New Order of the Ages or New World Order. So 
to anybody that's skeptical, I've never had anybody give me a response except a deer, you know, caught in the headlights of your <laughs> car lights. Because how can you argue that, that our money is not spiritual when you just look at those three or four items and there's a lot more on the dollar bill? And this is true in nations all, all over the world. The other thing, the money system, mammon in the Bible, this originated in ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel. A lot of people don't know, but we, we explain this, that ancient Babylon was one of the birthplaces of money. Now, they used clay tablets as money. They, they used parchment with whatever ink they used. But they used things that functioned as dollar bills. What the secret of Mystery Babylon is, and you'll see the name Mystery Babylon in numerous places in the book of Revelation. Mystery Babylon refers to the present world Luciferian system. And that present world Luciferian system largely began at the time of the Tower of Babel. And so money is a key part of it, because money is an instrument of domination. Money is an instrument of total control. Money is a way that an evil and a cult super elite can rule the world. And then money is built on lie. This is critical to understand. I mean, if you don't understand this, for this reason alone, you should get the three DVD set. Money is an occult principle. It's based on an alchemical magic because money is based on a system. That system is Mystery Babylon. And the secret of the system is that you print money from nothing. Even in ancient Babylon, they produced clay tablets and other things that they used to represent, let's say, dollars. But there was nothing tangible like gold or silver or diamonds to back it up. That has happened throughout history, and it had happened in America during the Federal Reserve Act in 1914, where they stopped printing money. It used to be that before you could print money, you had to have gold or silver mm -hmm. or something like that in the bank to back it up. Now, there's nothing but hot air to back it up. So whenever politicians get into trouble, they just print money, 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 but there's nothing to back it up. And that violates the law of economics. It produces hyperinflation, which is a way of robbing money from you. Because when, let's say you make, I'm just speaking off the top of my head, let's say you make $25 an hour, okay? If they start to print money from nothing long enough, the $25 an hour that you make might only be worth $20 or $18 mm -hmm. in a certain period of time because you put into the economy too many paper dollars that are backed up by nothing. And then those dollars become inflated and they lose their value. I stopped eating at fast food places. But I used to be a fast food junkie. You know, I had to go to McDonald's at lunch, blah, 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 blah. So when I began to notice that when I'd order a Big Mac and fries and a Big Coke and stuff, when I noticed that the package price for that had doubled, and the same with the other fast food restaurants, that's an example of inflation. When, when your dollar doesn't buy what it used to buy. So inflation is a deception. 
inflation is based on a spiritual lie. It's part of that global Luciferian economic system. And then where that is going to take us, the economic system, this is like a number one agenda for the globalist elite, is to go cashless. Right. They was... even said it. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, that was going to be my next question. I was going to say, when I was a kid, we paid cash for everything. Now people pay with their cards and their cell phones. I was going to ask you, why do you think there's such a push to get rid of cash? I suspect it has to do with the Antichrist requiring everyone to have the mark to buy or sell in the tribulation period. Well, yes. The reason they're very mobilized, and you hear the leaders of the global reset talk about this openly, and the heads of these big globalist institutions in Europe, they talk about this openly, and they're very aggressive about it, is the need to go cashless. They don't want to go like just Bitcoin. They want a microchip, biochip, or nanochip, or whatever you want to call it, implant in people. Because that way they have total control, total surveillance, and people need to remember there's a deeper component to all this. When you study the technology, which I have, regarding the various microchip, biochip implants, they give satellites, external computers, wireless computer-to-brain interfaces, and wireless satellite-to-brain interfaces, which means that if you have a particular chip in you, a satellite or a computer and wireless transmission, they've now reached the point where they can read your dreams, definitely read and see your emotions, good or bad. And this becomes a very dangerous form of electronic surveillance. In fact, it will bring about an electronic dictatorship. If you're just tuning in today, my guest is Paul McGuire. Paul has produced a DVD titled, Are You Ready? It's an excellent teaching DVD, a video documentary, really. And uh, you can get a copy of this phenomenal DVD, three DVDs set by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can order online at swrc.com. Paul, the third part of the Are You Ready DVD set asks, Are You Ready for the One World Religion? Let's talk about that. We certainly see a push toward that today, don't we? Yeah, we see a tsunami push for the New World Religion. Not only in the resurgence again of the new age, but reliable pollsters have told us that the fastest growing religion in America is witchcraft and paganism. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the fastest growing religion in America. So, you know, Christians need to wake up. Like, like 10 years ago, they needed to wake up, and they need to wake up now. So we have occultic principles going mainstream in our society everywhere, but the most devious, and I believe the most evil form of the spiritual deception of the one world religion is the infiltration of the evangelical and Bible-believing, so-called Bible-believing Christian church, where they're actually teaching things like critical race theory, mm -hmm. as if it was a good thing. Critical race theory is a Marxist revolutionary doctrine that was established by the Frankfurt School Marxist professors in Frankfurt, Germany in 1917. They invented critical race theory as a mechanism for initiating a communist revolution in a soft-sell type of manner. So when you read about any Christian church adopting critical race theory, 
That's because they, the pastors, shame on them, they don't read the Bible. The pastors who are teaching critical race theory, shame on them. Shame on the denominations, like the Baptist denomination, that's promoting critical race theory. Mm -hmm. That is Marxist indoctrination. And I can prove that with thousands of pages of documentation. But that is the most dangerous, because it's, it's very subtle forms of mind control. And when you have dumbed-down pastors, and may the Lord have mercy on the American church and all of us for diluting the Word of God, for rejecting and torting and twisting the book of Revelation, may God have mercy on us. This seeker-friendly movement, mm -hmm. that was designed by the Frankfurt Marxists, the same guys that developed critical race theory. Well, what are you doing basing your church growth model on the teachings of communist professors in Frankfurt, Germany, called the Frankfurt School? What, what, what is your justification for saying, well, you've had an exponential growth numerically in church attendance, but the way you got there, look, if I sold, gave away free heroin or meth <laughs> or yeah. whatever, I got, you'd have a million people coming mm -hmm. to church. So you're giving them these lies. It's a seduction. And shame on the pastors who are responsible before God, and they're letting the wolf into the hen house. You know, that's not the way it's supposed to be. We have very few watchmen on the wall. I mean, thank God for Southwest Radio Ministries. They are a watchman on the wall, and there's, there's still many watchmen on the wall. But woe to those that hang out in in Babylon, so to speak. You know, God told his people to get out of Babylon. Well, that means if you're, if you're going to church that has more Babylon in it, and she was a whore, she was a harlot. Mm -hmm. You know, Mystery Babylon is the, the great harlot that God judges in the book of Revelation. It's a harlot system. Why is it a harlot system? Because the harlot of Babylon is the opposite of the pure virgin bride of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ of whom... Jesus is coming to get, and he's the bridegroom. Now, why would you, you know, be messing around with a harlot? You shouldn't be. You spoke in the DVD about the Muslim influence. Now, I saw an article the other day about a one-world religion center that's being opened in cooperation with the Roman Catholics and the Muslims. And I scratch my head. I wonder, how can you have peace with Muslims when they want to wipe Israel off the map? Well, that's an excellent question. Because many, many of these um, Islamic countries, as you've said, they've openly stated that their goal is to drive Israel into the sea, which means to drown them to death. Mm -hmm. Their goal is to totally obliterate and destroy Israel. This is a key biblical teaching that God has made an everlasting covenant, and everlasting means what it says, everlasting, an everlasting covenant. With the children of Israel, he gave them the land of Israel as an everlasting covenant. So Israel and Jerusalem has been divinely given to the Jews by God. And what a lot of people don't understand, it, it's not contingent upon Israel being perfect. If God's blessings on America was contingent uh, upon America being perfect, we would have been obliterated a long time ago. That's right. So... This covenant uh, is an everlasting covenant. That means it is without end. And in fact, when Christ returns, and he will rule and reign from Jerusalem as the world's capital during the thousand-year millennial reign, 
when Christ returns, the proof that the, the Bible shouts that God isn't finished with Israel and the covenant is everlasting is the fact that when Jesus returns, he's going to rule and reign planet Earth from Jerusalem, Israel. I think God is making that message loud and clear. Now, the Pope, the problem with the Pope is we're not supposed to follow men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not disparaging any Catholic who loves Jesus, but, you know, you need to, you need to wake up. God has warned us not to worship men, especially when men, and I don't care who the man is, including the Pope, when that man begins to speak things that are directly attacking Jesus Christ and the Word of God, that man is functioning. I'm not saying he is the Antichrist. I'm saying he's functioning as an Antichrist spirit in the earth. And if you're following that, then you're following, to be quite blunt, the powers of darkness. Paul, do you believe that there is any hope for a time of revival before the rapture and the Great Tribulation begins? Yes, I absolutely do, and I take more heat to this stand than anything else, because people don't usually bother to listen to what I say. I am not saying that, you know, we're going to have a revival that's going to make the whole world Christian right now. This world is slotted for judgment at a particular time. Mm -hmm. But Christ has not returned yet. And at this moment, and that this moment could change tomorrow morning, for crying out loud, God has given us one last, an authentic biblical revival. I'm not talking about a counterfeit revival, but an authentic biblical revival, because he wants us in a state of biblical revival, because it's only then that we have the spiritual power to win people to Jesus Christ, and it's only then that we have the spiritual power as individuals to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and to be overcomers. I mean, we're fighting a vicious spiritual war every day of our lives, even in America. Everybody knows what comes at us in terms of temptation and confusion. You know, this is a vicious spiritual battle, but when we're walking in the power of God, biblically based, not going off like lunatics, but walking on the straight and narrow path of Jesus, then God, I believe it's the desire of God to send us an authentic biblical revival. And I believe that will cause there to be an explosion of souls saved, and that I believe, can happen if God's people like us repent and get serious with Jesus and call on his name and pray like they used to do in the when I was first saved. People would get on their knees in church all the time. People would respond to altar calls all the time. Mm-hmm. They didn't have seeker-friendly churches when I got saved. I was a radical activist, okay? If the seeker-friendly church had existed when I was 15 and 16 years old, running around with all these crazy radical activists, I would never have gotten saved. When I got saved, I was fleeing from a denominational Christian religious retreat an hour outside of the campus of the University of Missouri in the middle of nowhere. And I I left because nobody wanted to talk about Jesus. They were making out with their girlfriends and their boyfriends. This was a denominational church. Mm. I was gathering for years, college students. Now, I fled because I... That's not what I was looking for. I was looking for the truth. I was looking for Jesus. So I hitchhiked back to the campus of the University of Missouri. I got miraculously, miraculously saved hitchhiking, like in the middle of nowhere by the cornfields. 
I got two car rides in the middle of nowhere, a Pentecostal preacher and his wife who preached to me. Then they let me out, and a, a Bible salesman drive, driving <laughs> a station wagon jam-packed with Bibles picks me up on the road. We're driving down the road. He's, he's preaching shotgun style, not super-friendly style. He's telling me, literally, the simple message to me is you've got to repent or you're going to go to hell. And then he says to me, do you want to pull off on the side of the road and pray the sinner's prayer? And I go to myself, oh, my God, this guy's a religious act murder pervert. He's going to chop my head off and bury me in the bushes after he does God knows what. You know, from New York City and Canada. So anyway, for some strange reason, I pray the sinner's prayer. It only took about two minutes. I invited Christ to my life as he said it out loud. I got out, went out that night and got drunk and forgot about it. But the next day, I was sharing what happened to me to, to these Christians that were witnessing to me. And as I was sharing the miracles of hoodpanking on the back roads of Missouri and getting saved, this pastor's daughter comes out of the middle of nowhere and asks me, I, forgive me for eavesdropping in conversation, she said, but I'm a minister's daughter, and I've been sitting here over listening to your conversation, and I've been struggling, and I want to know, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? There's a whole bunch of us. But she looked right in my eyes and said, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And I blurted out the words, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I had never said that in my entire life. And the moment I said that, it was as if the sky cracked open and I saw God. Not in in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. At that moment, I knew that I knew that I knew that Jesus is Lord, and every other way was counterfeit. Amen. Well, those were all divine appointments. My guest today has been Paul McGuire. Paul, unfortunately, we're out of time, but thanks again for being on the program with me. I really appreciate your ministry. And I appreciate the ministry of Southwest Radio Church. God bless you, and keep being the great watchman on the wall that you are. God bless you. Get the complete two-day presentation by Paul McGuire on CD by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Thanks to your generosity, prisoners all across this country are receiving Bibles, Christ-centered literature, and our 2022 prophecy calendar. Pastor Larry is here to give an update on the Onesimus Project, our outreach to prisoners. This is Pastor Larry. Thank you, dear friends, for your prayers and encouragement. Thank you for your letters, cards, and emails. And we are really excited about the doors that are opening for Southwest Radio Church. We have uh, several conferences planned and also tours to Turkey and to Israel. But today I want to speak a little bit about the needs of our prison ministry. We have a tremendous ministry going. We get so many good responses, prisoners responding to the books, to the prophetic observer, to the calendars that we send to them. And in a minute, I'm going to be reading you some of the letters There's a special need that I want to mention, and that is the fact that due to postal charges rising once again, it has become more and more expensive to send our material to the prisoners. One of the things that has been very, very helpful to many prisoners is our calendar. Well, one box of calendars, that's $175, is $99 to ship, plus the cost of the calendars. Now, they charge $319 per calendar, which adds up quickly. So, 
I'm making an appeal, and it comes from my heart, and especially after looking at the kinds of letters, the responses that we're getting, my appeal is this. Could you please help us detour the cost by giving to this much-needed ministry? And what a blessing that will be to the prisoners and also to us, because we want to be a blessing to them. You know, our prison ministry is something that we are very concerned with because there are so many young men and women in prison. And Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. And we have so many opportunities to touch lives of men and women who are incarcerated. They went off the trail, you might say, but God loves them. Jesus died for them. And I also think of the moms and dads who have sons and daughters in prison who who just love the work that we're doing. I'm very excited about that. We don't want to disappoint anyone. We want to be able to meet every need. We do send out books, calendars, or prophetic observer. We answer questions and letters that are mailed to us. We're we're busily involved in that. It does take a lot of time, but it's a labor of love because we know that we're doing something really, really good. So, My real appeal today, the emphasis is, could you please help us detour the cost of these calendars by giving to this much-needed ministry? And uh, the 2022 calendar for this year is called the 12. Each month of the year is devoted to one of the minor prophets. There are four major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. There are 12 minor prophets, and each month is devoted to one of the 12. What's happening with our inmates? Well, let me read some some letters. Here's a letter from uh, Texas, and one inmate, his name is Michael, says, thank you so much for the 2022 prophecy calendar that you sent me. I use the calendar for Bible studies, and it has helped me grow closer to our Lord. Isn't that something? What do we really want to happen? We want men and women to grow closer to the Lord. Here's another inmate from Oklahoma. He says, I really appreciate all the blessings you have sent my way throughout the years. Thank you for your prayers. I've seen many answered in here in prison. I love you in the Lord Jesus Christ. As a 61-year-old inmate in prison, I have struggled at times emotionally with the thought that my life has been rendered useless by sin. This book has really helped me to trust in God's grace and mercy. Now, friends, it's letters like that that remind me of of what we're doing and the importance of our work. You know, there are so many bad things going on in our world, and we've seen how uh, psychology and society and the psychiatrists have tried to fix everything, and they've only made it worse. You know, friends, these men and women who are incarcerated, they're part of the body of Christ. Just think of that. You know, we, we look at our church on Sunday morning, we see a lot of nice people that we know from our neighborhood, and maybe they look like us, and they dress like us, they're all well-dressed, well-fed. But actually, there's another part of the body that has great needs, and those are the men and women in prison. Thank you so much for at least praying, whatever you can do. And I know this is a tough year. There's a big crunch out there, but uh, I know, you know, we've received freely, and Jesus says we are to freely give. May God bless you in a mighty way. Don't forget to order Paul McGuire's three-DVD set, Are You Ready? In this three-DVD series, Paul McGuire exposes the master plan behind the creation of a one-world government, a one-world economic system. 
and a one world religion. Get Are You Ready for a gift of $25 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.